all, we're recording inside the Cohab Podcast Studio space under the Texas Street Bridge by the Red River in downtown Shreveport, Louisiana, and this is the 3180 Podcast. What is going on in the 318? What is our current identity? Shreveporters can make this place into the city we want it to be. It's time for Shreveport to make a 180. Every Thursday, we are having conversations about doing just that. We're talking to people who are making the difference in our city. I'm Josh Clayton. I'm Thomas Young. Welcome to the 3180 Podcast. Welcome to episode 20 of the 3180 Podcast. Brent Latin is our guest. How are you doing today? Doing awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me. Man, thank you for being here. Tell us about yourself, man. Where'd you grow up? Let's see about myself. I'm born and raised Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, most of my family is from here. I started out at uh, South Highlands Elementary, uh, Elementary Magnet School. Uh, stayed on Line Avenue, went to Cattle Middle Magnet, stayed on Line Avenue again, graduated from the C.E. Bird High right. School in 2007. And the furthest furthest that I've moved away is Louisiana Tech in okay. Ruston. So I don't think that really counts moving to Ruston saying I moved away. Oh, yeah, you went to uh, college in Ruston. That, that's far enough away. Yeah, that's far enough away. Good, good. And I spent um, almost four years there. Tech has the quarter system. Somehow I graduated a quarter early, I still don't know. I wasn't a student. <laughs> I was involved in pretty much every activity at uh, Tech, fraternity, different organizations. I think I studied maybe three or four times in the library, but somehow <laughs> I got out of there with an accounting degree. Okay. Uh, pretty much after graduating from Tech, um, we had already started our business, me and some guys um, out of high school, uh, YP. We started our business with a music focus. I'm a musician as well. So we started with music, and we actually moved into a studio downtown the month after I graduated from Louisiana Tech. Oh, wow. All right. So, I, yeah. You, you're, uh, so you're only about 30 years old. Yeah, just turned 30 this year, and I'm kind of having some problems because I had to change the tens digit from a two to a three. So I'm in my 30s now instead of saying, hey, I'm in my late 20s. So that's still kind of getting to me. But uh, we've been downtown ever since. So that, that'll be 2011. That'll be almost nine years coming 2020. Okay. So so you're you're nine years behind me at Bird High School. So I got out in 99 and okay. you got out in 08? Oh, seven. Oh, seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So eight years behind me. And then uh, and you got an accounting degree at Tech. Yes. All right. So what, what neighborhood you grew up here in Shreveport? So I grew up uh, in Highland. And uh, actually, my parents, um, they both worked for KTBS. My mom was a reporter in the late 80s, early 90s. And my dad had a TV show on KTBS um, for about 15 years. It came on 6.30 a.m. every morning on KTBS. He interviewed some of everybody um, from Walter Payton, anybody that came to Shreveport, and anybody in Shreveport. He had a chance to to interview in the late 80s and the 90s, and his show was even syndicated in some spots. But we grew up in Highland. Uh, we lived in Highland until 2001, I believe, and then we moved to the suburbs, as we call it, Keyfield. Uh-huh. And some people call it the country, but we moved to uh, Fountain Blue uh, at that point. So, um, like I say, I've been here my whole life. I love Shreveport. Um, my wife is actually originally from Vegas, okay. uh, but I met her at Tech. She loves Shreveport. Um, mm-hmm. She says it's just a mini Vegas. So um, <laughs> my family is here. So I just I love our area. Well, good deal. Tell us about your family. Do you have any? Uh, you have any babies yet? Yes, I have two. So I have a five year old little boy. His name is um, Alex. Um, he is a special. Young man, super smart. Uh, anybody that knows him knows what I mean when I say that he is just a really awesome. He, he's a little different. He's very grown as a five-year-old. Um, and uh, one thing that he loves is church. So he's deemed as like a little preacher or whatever. Uh, but that's my little boy. And then I have a little girl. She's a year and a half, Bella. 
Um, that's my beautiful little baby. That's my princess. But um, she's a little tough. She's a little mean. She pretty much runs the house. Uh, so that's my family. So the four of us make up uh, the Latins. That's awesome, man. I guess you got a big Christmas coming up with a five-year-old and an almost two-year-old, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I might need to borrow some money after this show, so we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I'm fresh out. Oh, you so, fresh out? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you else. down the road to the okay, right good, bank, though. Good, good. Let's go to the right bank. But yeah, we're, we're excited about the holidays and just coming out for Thanksgiving. That's right. Uh, great time with the family. I'm a big family person. Um, I grew up that way to where family was everything, so... Um, I love, love family. Are y'all still out in Keithville? Um, no, well, me, me and my wife, we're actually in West Shreveport. Okay. We're off of Jefferson, Jefferson Page yeah. in Hideaway Harbor. We've been out there. We've been in West Shreveport for the last, well, pretty much since we've been married the last yeah. seven years. We um, we bought one house um, off of Jefferson Page, and then we moved to another one off of Jefferson Page. So we really like the West Shreveport area. Yep, that's a convenient place to get around to yeah. with 220 out there and all that. Exactly, exactly. So we, we kind of can navigate. The only thing about West Report that, that I've been begging and I wish I had enough money to change um, are the eating places out there. We know we have to travel uh, 15 to 20 minutes either um, 31, 32, or 220 East to really get some really, really good food or a lot of different options. So that's one thing that we kind of hope will change. So I think, I mean, the whole food scene in Shreveport's come come around tremendously in the right. last five years. right. It'll get there. So tell me, how do you, uh, did you grow up playing instruments in the church? Yeah, yeah. So grew up, um, like I say, a lot of things, I pretty much just mirrored my parents. My mom is a musician. She sings. She's been a church musician forever, for her pretty much her entire life. Um, so we were really big in the church. So I started playing the drums at church. Um, I actually had a newspaper article when I was seven talking about me playing the drums at church. I guess I should have brought it, but I left it. But um, started that way. Then I started playing the piano when I was about eight or nine, um, and I've been playing ever since then. Um, did still, it come? Did it come easily to you? Uh, I would say yes, because it was already in the family, in the blood. Yeah. And um, I started playing at eight, so I would, you know, come home, do my homework, play with my siblings, and I would pretty much practice from about six p.m. to eight thirty or nine p.m. till it was time to go to bed. Did your mama teach you? Oh uh, yeah, my mom taught me a little bit. My dad taught me a little bit. I took piano lessons. Um, and then I pretty much just kind of learned on my own as well, playing by ear. So I, I pretty much just play by ear. Okay. Um, so I guess another caveat to that, I also have a school of music where I teach piano lessons as well. So I, oh, wow. I teach piano by ear, um, specifically to people that are looking to play at church, uh, play with a band or produce music. So that's the other side of, of what I do. But I've been a church musician pretty much my whole life. Wow. Uh, do you play anything else besides uh, piano and drums? Yeah, I play a, a little bit of bass guitar and then just a little bit of guitar, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that's even close to what I can do on the piano. All right. Did you play in the band at Bird? <laughs> I played uh, middle school, high school, and college. I played in the jazz band. Oh, at, wow. And all of those. So I didn't play in the band, but I played in the jazz band. At drums Bird. or piano? Piano. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So... Um, and I've pretty much played with every type of group or band that you can think of, every type of genre of music I've touched at some point in the last 20 or so years. So. Do you still play around town at any of the uh, venues, like um, any of the restaurants or anything? Not as much anymore. Um, if you would have caught me about eight or nine years ago when we were gigging probably 10 to 12 times a month, yeah, yeah. you would have found me somewhere. But um, that, that lifestyle is great, but, you know, those four-hour gigs every Friday mm. night, Friday and Saturday night, they can wear on you. And we started with our band in high school, so we started that out early. So 
I kind of retired early as well. Yeah, and two little kids at home. Yeah, two little kids. I'm like, do I want to play for four hours, which I love and and enjoy, and it pays well, or would I rather be at home um, messing with my children and trying to kiss my wife? So Uh you choose that route. I got you. Well, look, you get out of college and you open a business. Yes, yes. Man, that's that's bold. I mean, you had an accounting degree. I think that's a real good setup to at least be comfortable in, in a business setting. Right. So, um, I mean, you got to take a lot of courses outside of accounting that teach you how to management techniques and all that stuff too. But man, that's, that's bold to go straight into business. So yeah. tell us what start, what, what made you feel confident enough to do that? Um, well, like I said, we actually started in high school and our LLC was actually established in 2008. So that was my first year in college. So okay. we had officially already started it. Um, I guess I've always tried to try to be a visionary. So my parents, they actually allowed me my freshman year being a musician, you know, you, you get paid a little bit. So I, I had a little bit of money. My, my dad made me save all my money, which I appreciate that now more than ever. Um, so it was my senior year. We started the business. We had a actual LLC 2008. So I started looking for portable buildings that I could have right next to my house to start our studio. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually found one, two, 240 square feet. Um, it was like $10,000. Um, so I wrote up a proposal, gave it to my dad. I broke down the payments, how much I would need to pay him back per month to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and my dad has always been the one to, you know, he'll he'll look at me and say, Britt, you sure that's what you want to do? And then he'll say, okay, pretty much to everything I've decided to do in life. Um, so he went ahead and purchased the building for me, and I paid him back um, about $800 a month for that whole year, and I paid it off. So we had a little building right next to my house. Um, and then as far as the aesthetics, my mom made sure that it, it complemented the house and it wasn't a eyesore. So it, we had yeah. to get the right colors and stuff like that. So my parents were really, I mean, they've been supportive my whole life, even even now. Well, um, most people go to college and, I mean, you went to college, I went to college, and we both got the same degree, right? right. Everybody in there is trying to get that degree and go use that degree to get a job. Why? Tell me what your thought process. What your thought process? How is that different? How how weren't you trying to go get a job? Why why did yeah. you go make your own job? And I'm gonna be very transparent and honest, Josh. Uh, I graduated with an accounting degree. I graduated a little early. I at that point I didn't even know anything about accounting, and I didn't. And I knew I didn't even want to go down that path. Yeah. But. Um, but that degree, that yeah. degree carries with it some weight. You yeah, can go, you can go get a job making thirty or forty k a year with an accounting degree. Right, no right. problem. Exactly, exactly. And I think that was one of the things to always have a backup plan. Yeah. And then in the family that I grew up in, and in the in the the I would say the culture of our family, education is big. So. Yeah. Um, no matter what I wanted to do after college, I was going to college. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. one of those, um, one of those things. But. Um, you know, I tell everybody, I probably didn't have to go to college for what I do now, right. but I'm glad that I did mm-hmm. for so many reasons. Um, of course, I met my wife in college, so that's a good reason. But I tell everybody, you know, I don't think my parents wanted to pay all that money and, and scholarships just to go find a woman. I, I think I could have <laughs> done that without all of that. I but, think you can do that with a piano and on a Friday night playing a gig. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way to do it, too. Uh, <laughs> but it's just that whole college experience, was, I mean, just was awesome. I met so many people. But just the mindset with that, I, I really never anticipated on having a job, but you just want to always have that backup plan. Okay. And I was like, accounting is a good way to possibly go. Well, I, I love an entrepreneur. So tell us about what you and your, was it your high school friends that, that formed this LLC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and some friends from high school um, formed the, the, the LLC and pretty much what we were doing uh, in high school, we would record music and we would sell CDs at school. Okay. Um, what kind of music was it? Just hip hop, R&B. Um, okay. And we just would sell to everybody at Bird. Um, and where were y'all recording back then? 
we were recording actually. So we started calling our studio. We had Young Pros Entertainment, but we called the studio the Attic Studio. The reason we called it the Attic Studio is because we recorded in me and my brother's room upstairs, which used to be the attic. But um, we had the room, um, whatever it's called, when you fill in the room when there's attic space. So um, that's where we kind of came up with the Attic Studio. So that's where we would record. Um, We would spend, you know, a lot of weekends just at my house upstairs upstairs. recording we would even i mean friends would spend the night it almost became the hangout spot a few times where just you know a lot of people would just come over we yeah. record and just kind of have fun we we'd have the the equipment kind of like now on one side we had the playstation on the other side i so, got you oh uh, those were some really good years even on skip days and yeah i can say that now i've been out of high school for 12 <laughs> years even on skip days you know we would skip and do all the normal high school activities and go hang out with everybody and you know all over the city then we come back to my house and record so yeah, did you have your instrument set up up there, or was it was it? Did y'all record vocals up there and then lay it down with some other stuff? How'd you do it? Yeah, we recorded everything up there. It was pretty much a mini a mini studio. Um, we You're had, pretty computer proficient. I mean, kids that grew up. I mean, we didn't have the internet till ninety eight, ninety nine. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So when I started college, we didn't even have high speed internet in my dorm room. Wow. So you came up through a high school high school age. You had high high speed internet, right? Yeah. So I, I love the millennial that I am because we experienced the best of both worlds. Yeah. We caught the tail in the analog area, but yeah. the beginning of the digital yeah. area uh, era. So yeah, by the time I was in high school, we had now we still had dial up. So okay. to download a four meg song would take. 10 or 15 minutes, yeah. or, you know, maybe even 20 minutes sometimes. So when we would upload the MP3, sometimes they would take a little second to kind of get, okay, I got you. get get up there. But, uh, but yeah, we would just record all different types of music, if it was hip-hop or if it was R&B, country. I mean, we recorded some hey, So were y'all using, like, GarageBand on an Apple, or did y'all just have uh, a computer set up in your room and you record onto the computer? And Yeah, and so we, we had a um, – I'm trying to see what computer that we – did we use but y'all it? would burn CDs. Like, yeah, we would burn CDs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we would record. We had Fruity Loops mm-hmm. to to make beats. Very popular beat program. Um, we had another program called Cakewalk. So okay. I actually used the family computer to record. So okay. I took it upstairs. I think I got in trouble for that a couple of times. <laughs> but I took it upstairs and we would record on that. Um, and then once I kind of got a little bit more money, I bought a computer and we got Pro Tools. Okay. And Pro Tools is one of the standards. Yeah, I've heard of that heard one, of Pro yeah. Pro Tools, yeah, one of the standards for recording, and that's what we would use. Yeah. Man, that's that's awesome. You, man, you've had a passion for this for a long time. Yeah, for a long time. And and my mom would tell you the best. If she was on the show, um, even as a little kid, seven and eight, I would draw pictures of instruments and studios even then. Um, wow. And I wish I could. I need to go back home and find those papers, but... Um, seven and eight, I had full pictures of just drums and keyboards and mixers. And then I also had video cameras. And if, so everything that I'm doing now, I'm so passionate about it because it's been a lifelong journey, journey literally. So, okay, well, let, let's take me to the next step. You guys are recording up, up in the attic. You go to college. You got this LLC form, Young Pros Entertainment. And then you get out of tech. Did you, did you burn CDs while you were at Louisiana Tech? Did you try to sell, sell your music back then? We did, uh, but you know, the climate started to slowly change when I was in college. Okay. Slowly to more um, digital mm-hmm. and more streaming. That's when MySpace was still big, so a lot of people were listening to music on MySpace. Uh, so we kind of navigated more to 
just providing the audio recording. We still did some internal recording, but really just providing a, a space for people in our area to record. And we recorded a nice bit of everyone in our area, uh, even during that time in college. Um, so that's kind of where we kind of navigated to was just strictly recording music for people in audio um, production. And that was in that building out by the house? Yeah, yes. So you said your dream studio that you drew up, Back when you were seven or eight years old, you put that in the metal building outside. Yeah, we put that in the metal building outside, and we were there all the way up to 2011. Okay. So what happened in 2011? So 2011, graduated from Louisiana Tech. Um, I would come back home to kind of look around at some different buildings and mm -hmm. properties, and we were actually looking at a building off of Mackey Lane. Mm -hmm. um, but the um, That's the behind South Park Mall. Yeah, behind South Park Mall, yes. Uh, but the leasing manager and agent, knew about a building that used to be a studio downtown. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are now. And we've been there nine years. 2011, we moved uh, there, and we really started to blast our business. And, I mean, of course, the momentum was there. We're downtown. We're with some of the uh, most established business people, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in our area. Um, so it was just a big time of motivation, but yeah. a big time of accountability and really putting our big boy shoes on. So your your studio now is low. I, I say it's by the courthouse because I know where that is. and. But it's on Marshall Street. Yes. And it, it, is it kind of near the Slattery Building? Or? Yes. We're actually in the Slattery Building. Okay. All so right. there are only three occupants of the Slattery Building, and mm -hmm. it's been like that for the last nine years. Uh, it's us. Um, Hallmark was there until last year, so now it's 318 Nutrition in Subway. Okay. All right. And uh, how big of a space do you have? So our space is 2,200 square feet. Okay. So uh, we do everything from the audio production there, video production, photography, um, and that's where we do the editing and, and we've also, even throughout the years, we've had, um, different events at our studio. At one point we were doing something called live from the attic where we would have people come perform. So we've done a little bit of everything in that building. Well, cool. So what, all right. So you guys are in business. You got to make money. What are your clients? What, who are your clients and what, what do they come to you for? So initially our clients were music artists. Mm -hmm. So there would be people that are really trying to record their music professionally mm -hmm. or, or wanted to be in a better environment than just the home studio mm -hmm. um, initially. But uh, to be very honest, um, the music industry is a tough business to make significant money. In. I'm sure. Um, and then with the climate of music to where people can really just go home and record, um, all you would need is a computer and you could, you could spend less than $500 and get a professional recording sound. Mm -hmm. So that really kind of hurt what we were trying to do on the recording music mm -hmm. end. So um, about a year and a half after that, we found a way to really navigate into what we're doing now, and that's media, marketing, and entertainment. Okay. So uh, what, what all does that entail? Who are you working with? And um, to whatever extent you can divulge that, but who are you working with, and, and what are, they, what are you, exactly you doing for them? Okay, so, um, so on the media side, what we do is... Video production is, is our biggest thing. Okay. So um, between video production, we, on the media side, we do video production, photography, and then we still have the audio uh, recording um, aspects. Mm -hmm. We still have the studio. Then we do marketing. Yeah. So we do social media marketing, a little bit of traditional marketing, and then websites. And then on the entertainment piece, we do live streaming, and we uh, have something that we've kind of done a beta launch of called YPE TV. But with that, what we do, we have a lot of local content. Um, so our larger clients at this point, we do a lot of media and marketing. So we couple up the media services and the social media marketing. So our biggest clients in the area um, are Sports Trend. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of our clients. Uh, we do all of the video content for the Parish of Caddo. We do uh, majority of the video content for Caddo Schools. Uh, David Rains Community Health Center, we do their media 
um, and marketing. Um, my church, Peace for Rest Baptist Church, we do their media and marketing. And then we do it for a lot of other smaller mm-hmm. organizations. Um, It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but uh, we've really found our niche in that area, uh, especially for a small business, because then we're really able to really look and see what look, uh, because these are monthly retainers. So we're really able to build our foundation off of the media and marketing. But as far as video wise, um, we've done video with a lot of organizations in our um, city. And that's really one of our growing niches um, of services. OK. Are you doing the camera work? You know, um, I still do some of the camera yeah. work, but we have a great crew of people. Um, Kevin Langley, he's our uh, main video editor and main um, camera operator. Um, so he does a lot of the shooting and majority of the editing. And then we have a couple of other people that come in mm-hmm. um, just either part-time or per project to yeah. assist in that. How many folks, well, whether it's, it's, it's gig employment or full-time, and how many folks are you working with? So let's see. Um, I would say... Um, between 15 and 20. Wow. wow. Um, we only have two full-time people besides myself. Yeah. Uh, but then we also have about a pool of about 12 people that we use for different projects. Is it for, still you and your high school friends? No, it's it's primarily just, just me at this point. I got you. Um, but we've, we've expanded and really, you know, really trekked in our area to really make a name for YP. So we're just really excited about what's going to go on for the future and just even building the team even larger. Um uh, hopefully by next year we'll have another person on full time to um, assist in the production um, part of the business. But um, but yeah, I mean we we've really been able to um, really provide some a little bit of money for different people in our area with um, yeah. something that we love to do. Well, that's fantastic, man. You've been you're still in the occupying the same space in the Slattery Building for eight years. Yes. Um, you got a couple folks working for you. Right. And um, and you're you're providing a lot of other income for for folks that. You know, kind of ten ninety nine folks, right? Picking right. up, yeah, that's really awesome. So, what what do you see? Um, what do you see here in Shreveport that 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 guys like you can can do, and guys like me can do to make the town a better place? Like what you and I talked a little bit before we started recording about got young guys in business, um, and I'm I'm rapidly approaching the point at which I can't call myself a young guy anymore. But I, <laughs> you got a good ten years on you where you're still a young guy in business. Um, but, uh, I mean, you've, you've been acknowledged as one of the 40 under 40 in town. Um, everybody knows who you are. You and I serve on a board together. So, what, you know, what is it about guys like us that can help move the town forward? Where do you see yourself fitting into that picture? You know, I think one thing that really uh, guys like us can do is what we're doing now. We're telling our story. Mm-hmm. We're, and then we're also talking about our passion for our area. And I think that's one thing that we need more people. And I think we have a lot of people, but we need more that are just shouting out, hey, Shreveport is a good city. Shreveport is a great city to have a family, to grow a business, and to really shout that out because we hear so many negative things. I mean, if you get on Facebook, usually there's an article from one of the media outlets every day that says, well, look, we're at the bottom of so-and-so. And then we have a lot of people in our area that just aren't happy here and they'll put that on Facebook with Shreveport there's nothing to do in Shreveport or there aren't any opportunities and I think you know and I, and I know that you do it and I do it as often as I can tell those people hey look you're wrong you're yeah. just dead wrong um, now of course we're not a Dallas we're not a Houston but we're not trying to be with Shreveport um, and there are opportunities and like we were talking early I think we just even have to shed more light on ways that people can make opportunities people can involve themselves themselves in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and really figure out a path for themselves even in our area 
Yeah, and you mentioned your wife's not from here, but she no. likes it here. Yes. So what does she see about Shreveport that some of the local people don't seem to appreciate? You know, um, well, I guess she's kind of biased because um, she's married to me, and I've <laughs> always been, even, um, I mean, growing up high school, college, I've always been a person that loves Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Um, and have I've always, and I've seen both sides of it, um, but I've, also, I've always seen the side where, yeah, there's always something going on. So she's never really been in a position to where she couldn't say anything wasn't going on because right. either... I was invited and I told her, hey, I got to go to this event or she or we went to events together. Um, so she hasn't really been, uh, for lack of a better word, poisoned with the idealistic mindset of Shreveport not having any opportunity right, right. or there's nothing to do or Shreveport just has a whole lot of uneducated people. She's been around yeah, yeah. the the good side of Shreveport, if I can say it that way. Um, and then she's also navigated in the past year, she started her own counseling practice here oh, in Shreveport. What's it called? Uh, it's called JL Counseling. Okay. Um, so uh, she's a, a licensed professional counselor. Mm-hmm. So she's growing a clientele in the past year just with her counseling business. So she knows there's opportunity um, more now than ever because she's actually played into that into that storyline. Um, and like I say, even she's gotten more involved in our, in our area. So that's one reason why, she, or the main reason why she... Definitely love Shreveport because she's involved herself and sees the other side, what we call, of, of our city. What are your favorite things to do here in town? Man, um, I don't know where to start. Um, like if, you, if you have a few days off or if you have, for somehow or another, your calendar kind of opens up, oh, where, where do you take the family? What do you do? You know, if it's, if it's just me, one thing I love doing, I love paintball. I don't. I don't get to do it as much that's as why, I, that's why they moved to Keithville when you were younger, huh? So you could play paintball out there. Well, well, you know the the crazy thing about it, and I tell everybody, uh, my dad is from the country, mm-hmm. but I don't have almost any country. Like I've never been hunting, fishing, um, any of the country stuff. I've never done. My my grand my grandmother actually has horses and cows. I've never ridden a horse. Uh, <laughs> so paintballing really didn't even come from the Keyfield side. We, you know, we had two acres, but we barely went back to the other acres. Uh, but I love paintballing. Um, I, I love our music scene. Um, Josh's Lounge on a Thursday night is yeah. always an awesome thing to do. I don't know. Have you been to Josh's Lounge? I have on not Thursday? been there. Man, that, that's your lounge. It's called Josh's I, Lounge. I, well, but it's, you know, I've, I've never walked in there. I, yeah, need, I need to go check it out. Thir- Thursday night, you have Alter Ego in there. It's just an open mic night, so they have different people singing. Um, another thing that is really that I really love that has just been popular this year is LOL Comedy Club. Have you been there? On Commerce Street. Yes. I have not been oh there. Oh, my goodness. Josh, you got to go to LOL. I know. I know. I'm slacking, man. Man, I've been man. I've been inside that office on Stoner Avenue, hard. I've, I've been I've been in I've been in my law office really really getting it the last few months. But cool. I need to get out. And but I've heard a lot of good things about LOL too. Yes, LOL is so. Me and my wife have been um, three or four times. I mean, you want to have you a good Friday or Saturday night to hear some good comedy. Yeah, I, w- I would say good clean comedy, but it ain't always. <laughs> clean. But some good comedy. Um, so those those are some of the things I just love to do. And I'm kind of like you. Um, when I get that time off, I'm going home, spending time with my family. Yeah. Uh, but if I was a single guy, just kind of out here, no kids, and just, man, it, it would just be something for me to do all the time. Yeah. So so Josh Lounge, uh, so on Thursdays, I, I usually, if I catch live music a lot of times, it's at Noble Savage on Thursday nights. Um, and I like the, what they've got going on there. But if you're already down there at Noble, I mean, Josh is a fairly quick hop, a yeah. little walk right down the road. Exactly. So do they have live music every night? Or? I don't know about every night. I know for sure Thursday night. Okay. Um, and they've done it for the last five years. So I have an Airbnb in town, and I have a guest a, 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 a guest book that people can write in. 
And uh, last New Year's Eve, I think it was New Year's Eve, somebody stayed at my house for a few days, right? And they left this note in my in my guest book. She was like, I had the best time ringing in the new year at Josh Lounge. Wow. So evidently on New Year's Eve, it's a hot spot too. I guess so, yeah. Got to check it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely got to check out Josh Lounge. But man, it's just a plethora of, as you know, of different things to get into. And oftentimes I get lost in, hey, what should I do? And I, I'm like, well, let me spend some time at home. But man, it's, you know, I, when I can find the time, those are just some of the favorite things I like to do. All right. you're, you're involved in a lot of things too, um, like Caddo Council on Aging. I know that. What all boards are you on or what all, what all community activities are you involved in? Man, uh, man, I've been privy even to be young just to be on some awesome boards. One of the ones that I really learned a lot at a young age, um, I was on the Greater Shreveport Chamber of Commerce board for three years. I was 26 when I got on that board. I don't know how I looked in that room. I'm like, man, that person definitely makes five times more than what I make. <laughs> uh, that person's been in business 30 years, but it was a great learning experience. That's one of the boards that I really have cherished throughout the years. But currently, um, I'm Council on Aging. Um, I'm on the Strategic Action Council Board. Um, I, I know I'm probably going to miss one. One of the ones that I, I just joined in August, which I think you'll appreciate, is the Seabird Alumni Board. Oh, wow. Uh, that's probably they've, being... They've never even called me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, we got to get you involved. Uh, so I've been preaching that gospel. Everybody I see from Bird, I'm like, look, go pay your dues. Yeah. Uh, and I told everybody, talk is cheap. So I went ahead and did my lifetime dues. I'm saying, look, I'm done. I'm good for life. How much so, your lifetime dues? $250. That's it? Yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. I know we got some Bird alumni out here listening. Come on. 250 come on. bucks. 250 like, bucks. All right. Um, checks in the mail. Yeah, checks in the mail. Come on. Come on. All my Bird alumni. And, and if you don't want to do that 250 because it is Christmas time, so it might have been a bad time to say that. But it's $25 a year. I yeah. mean, you'll spend that on a meal easily. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that because. Bird's always doing well. Yeah. Yes, Bird is always doing well. And and Bird pretty much, you know, that raised me from, from 14 to 18 to kind of as far as mindset. So it, re- it If you want to do business in Shreveport, you know what I mean? Like if, that's the – I know Magnet High School is an amazing school. Yes, it is. And I know, uh, you know, Shreve, fantastic, and there's the Northwoods and the Southwoods and all that. If you want to – if you want to meet some people and, you know, learn how to do some wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Go to the City of Bird High School. Yes, sir. I mean, the city, right. 2,000 kids there. Right. I mean, I learned a lot of, beyond the academic stuff. I learned right. a lot at Bird High right. School. Yeah, I did too. And I, and I love Bird even for the reason that it was just such a melting pot of people. It was, yeah. I yeah. tell everybody, you know, um, Bird, you know, you have the whole socioeconomic spectrum. Yep. All the way up from, you know, lower class to rich kids all in one place. You got black, you got white, you got Mexican, you have everybody in that one space. And I think that's just such an important dynamic um, because that's the real life that we live in. It it is. And and I think it also teaches you a very valuable lesson that, that, uh, that all those same folks might be on a football team, but the guy that's the, biggest and strongest is, is probably going to be on the D line. Like right. it, it doesn't matter your socioeconomic exactly, class. Right. Like you rise to the, the level that you can achieve. And if football isn't your thing, right. Then maybe academic decathlon is. Exactly. And the, the kids that, that are the best at a certain subject rise to the, the, you know, they get to participate right. in science Olympiad. Exactly. So there is such a big school yes. that there's, you know, the one star basketball player isn't going to be necessarily the star football player. Right. Because exactly. somebody's probably better at football than him. Yes. Yes. So you got to get in kind of where you fit in right. and then like, and, 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 you have to learn your way around that school. Exactly. Right. Like, things aren't handed to you in that place. No, no, they're, they're not. You've got to uh, find a social circle. Exactly. If you want to have friends, you've got to find a, um, 
you know, a mentor or a teacher, like you're not coddled at Bird High School. Right. No, you're not coddled. And, and you're right. L luckily, and I'm still like that now, I pretty much had somebody in every social pool. If yeah. It was the, if it was the jocks or if it was the smartest kid, the nerds, and or if it was just us normal. I was just one of the normal kids. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I really cheers that. But that's one of the, the... But your thing was music. Yeah, my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, it was yeah, music. Music so. transcends all those socioeconomic yeah, exactly. classes. and. And you, you learned a lot about business too. Yes, yes, learned a lot about <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Bird was just a it was just a great. Is place. there a um a production like do they do production at Bird like do they teach like oh, yeah. video? Yeah, you could, yeah. Photography. Bird TV. Yeah, yeah K Bird. That's K -Bird. right, K Bird. Yeah, yeah, K Bird. And then that you mentioned that one of the first, I'd probably say second or third times besides church that my band kind of got out there. We did Buzz Fest. Oh, I remember Buzz. Yeah, the, the yeah, huge yeah. talent show. Yeah, that started, I think, after I left. Okay, that started after you left. Because you remember Shreve did um, Showboat. Yeah, I remember hearing about and that. And Showboat yes. was like real talented folks. I think, I don't want to talk out of turn here, but I think I remember James Penley might have won Showboat one year. But that wow. was that was Shreve's like claim to fame. Wow. And, I, you know, Bird just can't leave well enough alone. I remember BuzzFest being a copycat. You know, maybe my first, my, my senior year. Oh, wow. Or okay. something like that. Okay. It was like, well, we can't let Shreve have no, the best talent no, show in no, town. No, 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 no. Yeah. We can't let Shreve outdo us. So, so, um, so BuzzFest started either while I was at Bird or right after I left Bird. So wow. tell me about that. So BuzzFest, um, man, and I remember like it was yesterday, um, me and a few friends, we we got together. And that's actually how we formed our band. And we gigged for it. And we still gig periodically now, not all the time. But um, we wanted to just get in there. And it was like six of us. And we started a band, and from there on, we did BuzzFest, got that momentum, and we just started gigging. And my dad was actually our manager, so he got us different gigs in the area, playing for different private events. But, man, BuzzFest, we felt like we were on the Grammys or on <laughs> some type of big stage. Yeah. Um, because, was it I in mean, the Bird Auditorium? Yeah, it was in Bird Auditorium. I'm saying the light, the sound. I mean, it was it wasn't like one of those talent shows where, you know, you know, there's a piano up there and you got a mic and no, we were talking, there was a sound system brought in. That was, there was AV brought in. That was everything brought in to make it feel like, man, this in is true. In true bird high school fashion. In true, yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, at bird, we do it big. It's That's big right. Bird. That's so, right. So man, that was just a pivotal point. But I say all that to say that I'm just excited to be on the, um, bird alumni. No, I could talk school. bird all day. I think, I think yeah. going to bird high school is an important, you know, it depends on what you want to do. I mean, I, I, I knew some really, really smart kids. that went to magnet high school. And a lot of the magnet kids, I shouldn't say this, but it seems like a lot of them once they leave for college, they don't come back. Right. Bird kids can't wait to come back. Yeah, yeah. I think that that culture is just a little different. Um, and and you know now that that kind of resonates in my mind, I'm thinking about people that I went to middle magnet in South Island with that went to magnet high. Yeah, some of them, you know, aren't really looking back, but there is a big, a large crowd of bird. We we had our reunion. Um, in 17, which was just fun. It was just awesome to see people I hadn't seen in 10 years or I might have seen a few times in the past few years. But a lot of the graduates were actually still here. Mm -hmm. um, some of them low-key. And I tell every, everybody this about Shreveport. We're, you know, we're we're just a little bit at this point under 200,000. Our MSA, you know, it's a little bit under 450,000. But we're one of those, you could either look at us as a big, small city or a small, big city because there are people that I haven't seen in 10 or 15 years 
that have been right here in Shreveport. And I'm like, where have you been? I'm everywhere and I've never seen you. And there are some people I see all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, same thing with just so many people from Bird. Yep, we, we do come back and we try to do something here in our area. Or I've even had some classmates that move away that are planning on coming back or mm-hmm. that have already come back. So, yeah. Uh, and Bird, those were some of the best years of my life, especially junior and senior year once I started driving. <laughs> and those were some really good years. Yeah, when you live far out, like you live in Keithville right. those years. Yeah, I lived in North Shreveport. Oh, so without a, without a car... Right. You know, all the South Shreveport kids all hang out together and, and they grew up together and all that. But without a car, if you're in West Shreveport or, or North Shreveport, right. you, you need a car to get anywhere. Yeah, you need a car because that was a good 25-minute drive every day mm-hmm. uh, to get the burden. And then on, with, on top of that with the traffic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where you were coming from, I don't know if it was as congested then, but coming from uh, I-49 North, getting off on the King's Highway exit, sometimes we'd be stuck on the interstate for 10 minutes before mm-hmm. we get off and get on on the King's Highway, but man, yeah, Bird, Bird is the place. Yeah, man, I, I agree. I, I, I learned a lot there, and I mean, it was, academically, it was fantastic. Yes, but, yeah. But you just learn a lot about kind of what we've kind of uh, tread over here. I mean, you just, right. I mean, I, I think I, I learned a lot, and uh, you mentioned you were in a fraternity in college, too. Yeah, your fraternity in college. You, and you, learn, you learn a lot about money management and man. risk management. Yes, <laughs> a lot, and, and even like you were saying about the education, you know, and a lot of people love for I guess they love talking about how bad the education is here. And I tell people, like, I'm like, look, I got the tech, and they were talking about stuff that I talked about as a junior in high school. Yep. Um, and tech is a really good school. Um, and, of course, the AP courses and, you know, uh, the magnet program. Mm-hmm. And, and I did a lot of the AP course. I was in Gateway, so I did yep. all of those type oh, of yeah. classes. So, yep. I mean, I, I think I had the best education a, a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, anywhere in the world can mm-hmm. have. Um, so, and, and, and I think I've talked to somebody in here about that. Like, if you can test into the magnet schools in Shreveport, and you did, and I did, if you can test into those schools, you get a fantastic education. Fantastic. Now, I don't know about the folks that can't, though. Like, right. I, I don't right. know where they are, but I do know that if – if your kid can get into one of the magnet schools, yes. they're going to get a fantastic yes. education in Shreveport. Definitely. Um, and even when I told somebody the other day, they were saying, well, you know, Shreveport is not culturally diverse. And I told them, I was like, I was, you know, during Christmas time at South Highlands, we talked about every type of experience. We talked about Hanukkah. We talked about um, Christmas. We talked about Kwanzaa. We talked about everything. Even mm-hmm. at South Highlands, we would even have, some days to where uh, I think we had like a a food day where we had food from every type of culture. That was mm-hmm. my, my first time having sushi was in like third grade. So we really just experienced a lot. But like you say, with the magnet program, it, it really does um, do that for, for children. But So, I mean, you're, you're a marketing guy. You're a media guy. Um, there's... A, t- to me, there's a void of, of that. The Shreveport Times seems to be about four pages long now. And a lot of... You know, a lot of what's on, unfortunately, even in local news is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of national news that we're kind of forced to deal with every day, and there's lack of coverage, and you're you're picking up some of that slack in your media company, yeah. and, and so like, what, how can we as a as a city, and how can you as a media guy, um, cast a better light on Shreveport, and right. you know, and what can we do to um, to market our city better? Yeah, um, oh, man, we can talk about this all day. There are so many things that, that we can do and that we're trying to even do with our company. Um, and the biggest thing is just really just the online presence. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that now from a lot of organizations, and that's something that I preach for, especially a lot of businesses here, but even for our city, is just to even promote us more, mm-hmm. um, especially through the medium of 
um, Facebook, YouTube, and a lot of video content. Mm-hmm. Um, and one one thing that I tell everybody that you know I definitely think that we could do, and we've we've tried to do with a lot of different organizations, is to really put the light out there. Well, look, let's do some branding videos for the city or branding videos for certain organizations um, to really push our city out there, and to, let's let's put that on on online presence and on social media and on Facebook and let's just boost it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what we have going on here um, in our area. Um, one thing that we're trying to do on our end as far as YPE that we've really gained some success and we're excited about every year more and more is live streaming high school sports. Yeah. Um, so we came up with the ideal about six years ago to start live streaming high school football, basketball, uh, but we had to go through what most people had to go through. We had to make sure everything was legally uh, good with that. Um, and then we had to start going out there, pitching it to the different schools and building those relationships. And this year was really a good year where we really built a lot of relationships. So next year we just got to find some money just to put it out there even more. But what we've seen even with that medium, with showing our sports here in our area, is that we're able to touch people all around the country. Um, we've even had people to watch um, some of the sporting events here from overseas you know maybe their niece or nephew or even son um is playing for one of our local schools and they're they're on you know overseas either working or with the armed forces Mm -hmm. doing something they're still able to connect with us that way so um i think really just using some of the more progressive tools um live streaming live streaming is becoming huge so we're um what all are you live? So like, are you doing all the birds basketball games, all their football games? Are you doing Loyola's games? Who are you? Who all are you filming? Who are you live streaming? So pretty much what we did for this year, we tried to connect with every school. We wanted to stream at least one game for every. Oh, every cool. School. Okay. So we this year with football, we set up a schedule where we stream the game a week. We did a, the game of the week. Okay. Um. So that's pretty much what we're doing. What we want to do as we grow and as we get more support. Uh, we really want to do, you know, for football season, say, well, look, we can do a Thursday night game and a Friday night game. Yeah. Um, and then when basketball season come, comes around, we can do two games a week for that. And then we even want to get into some of the other sports, baseball, volleyball, um, softball. So we really want to expand this to where you can really connect with live sports in our area with any sports, not just the football and basketball, but with any sports. So. That's fantastic. You picking up sponsors for that? Yeah, and now now that's probably been we we've had a little bit of sponsorship, uh, but um, for where we want to go, we definitely need a lot of support. So we've been able to hire on um, um, some people to help in sales and PR for that. So we're really excited about the momentum that we gained this year on to next year, and we really think we'll be able to get the support uh, next year. I, I can imagine. Um if you market it the right way, especially, you know, between baseball, basketball, and football, you might get a lot of out-of-town scouts that, yes. that, that tune into what you're, what you're producing, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've even, we've even had a lot of scouts tune in to some yeah. of the different broadcasts, mm-hmm. especially with some of the players that are kind of piquing more interest. Mm-hmm. So there has just been yeah, – we got some athletes in town. Yeah, well, man, we have some athletes. So um, that's been exciting because now that scout doesn't have to physically come here. Mm-hmm. They can watch the game. And I don't know if you've seen one of the broadcasts, but we're really excited about it because it's – when we first started to do it, we would meet with people and they thought we, maybe we had an iPad and we're just kind of – iPad on a tripod uh-huh. and we're just kind of moving it. No, this is a full-fledged production similar to what you would see on a Saturday if you're watching the LSU or Sunday if you're watching the Saints game I mean we have the graphics we have the commentators we have the instant replay from multiple angles do you really um yeah so it's how many the, cameras are y'all bringing out to a football field usually we'll have four wow we'll have four cameras wow. out there we'll have of course the main camera then we'll have a uh what we call our replay side camera kind of zoomed in then we'll have a field camera 
Um, and then we'll just kind of have another supplementary camera that gets the either gets the entire football field or it'll get the faces of the commentators. And then I forgot the fifth camera, the drone shot. So we'll also incorporate a drone shot in there as well. So we're super excited about the production here. Now, now we just got to go find some money for it. So That's four people, five, or a drone operator too. That's five guys going to a football game. Well, usually um, it's, we usually we have a, a crew of about five to ten people. Because we have the commentators. That that's we, an expensive production. Man, no, no, and that, that's why we really need support. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, at this point in my life, I'm very transparent and very honest. Usually that production costs us. And then we also give back to the school. So we'll pay the home school for allowing us to stream the game. That's what they do in, in big board television. If, okay. if LSU is playing on CBS, trust me, CBS has given LSU a million dollars, $1.5 million. But CBS is counting on sponsorships and oh, yeah. advertising oh, yeah. to to get back from that. So, you know, usually our production may range from five to seven hundred dollars just to get it produced. So it's um it's something this year that, you know, we did get a little bit of sponsor sponsors, but you know, we were in the red. It's still an investment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's something that we really believe in and something that we're excited about and um, and that goes out. That's YouTube is the platform for your live feed. Yeah, YouTube and Facebook simultaneously. Okay. So um, so we started doing that like four years ago. So we even had people have sent in pictures. They're sitting at home with their smart TV, hit their YouTube app. They're sitting at home watching the game just like they would anything else. Um, so, man, we're so excited. Even the last couple of weeks, um, we, we, we weren't able to get enough sponsorships to stream some of airlines, other um, playoff games. Mm-hmm. But we had people emailing and texting and on Facebook, hey, are y'all streaming this game? People outside of our area. So, um, man, we're so passionate and excited specifically about that. But that plays into what we're doing with the YPE TV to where that's one of the local content things that we have. Are you turning the footage over to the two, to the two schools? Well, you are know, you mostly – for the most part, schools actually record their own footage. Yeah. They normally have a person there. Not as good as you're doing. No, that. no, not as so so what we do, we'll send a link to the coaches and to the schools okay. afterwards. I got you. And and you know, I, I tell uh, one of my best friends, he was an awesome basketball star. And I told him, if this was around when we were in high school, think about what that does for your morale as a high school player. You're like, okay, cool. I'm excited. It's Friday night. It's football. But our game is being streamed everywhere. I'm going to be able to see a replay of me doing this. I'm going to have some close-up shots of me. (laughs) So it's a whole different dynamic um, that, man, we're just so excited about. But we got to go find some money for it. But that's the fun part of getting the community support. But we want to open it up to not just, hey, we're getting sponsorships, but this is viable advertising for a business. So that's what we're aiming to do as far as how to fund what we're doing with that. Well, and if you already have the schools, like if they're already recording it, then can't you just teach one of those kids how to stream it? Like like not the featured game of the week. It's right. not going to have all the bells and whistles, right. but at least they can get started there. And then once they're done with school, they come to you and they know what they're doing. They know how to stream it. They know how to get it out there. They know how to shoot it. And then that builds some infrastructure for that because that's huge here, like – Local sports, huge deal. In the newspaper that we were talking about, not being uh, very, not being the same paper we remembered mm-hmm. growing up, uh, and you're you're basically building a network to do that. That's that's jobs for people. Right. That's you know if if those schools go to those schools and tell them, hey man, I need I need your two best you know right. guys like me that right. are already out in the shed making music or shooting football right. or you know whatever yeah, like yeah. that's that's a that'd be a great program for mm-hmm. local like you go to bird and right. you say hey look i paid my 
lifetime dues. <laughs> so I need to know who your two best shooters are. I need to know who your two best editors are. And if you don't know, I'm going to find out. Right. And then, you know, just like Showboat or yeah. what is it? Buzz? Buzzfest. 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 Yeah. Like, Buzzfest. Yeah. you know, yeah. that, that, like now it's not so much going and playing as a quartet or playing as a band or right. do, you know, dancing or like, video like putting any of that stuff up you have essentially every day you can do a buzz fest right like compete mm-hmm. make it a competition right you know exactly. incentivize them through that yeah yeah and and that's one thing that we definitely um kind of having a master plan for for next year we want to have some high school ambassadors from all of our local high schools. that's great um and then we even want to grow i mean we have the capability with our technology uh to even next year we want to do like a halftime show but we can chime in on a cell phone and have that appear on the stream, so we'll have somebody at a game that we're not streaming and say, "Hey, well, the score." So we, uh, the vision for this is what we now. It's it's not like it's something new. ESP, ESPN and stations have been doing it for years, but we want to bring it to the live streaming local um, place. So man, we're we're excited about that on the media end and just kind of what we're trying to get our company to do in our area. Well, I think people are are, are more hungry for local coverage. Maybe they weren't willing to pay Absolutely, for it. Absolutely, especially sports. Like oh, that, yeah. sports and food. Those are two things you don't have to have a, a mass shooting to get people to watch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the new cheeseburger. Or the, yeah, uh, yeah, like and the local stations are going to cover all of the sort of more tragic, yeah, you know, salacious things because that's what's selling. Mm-hmm. So right. if you're you know coming in and you know, you know, you know who the good. Players are right. you can follow those games, and those are going to be people that, yeah, you know, the scouts want to see or mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm right. not a big sports guy, but I know that I hear people talking about, oh, this person goes to Bird or this right. person goes to Shreve. This guy's going to, you know, LSU's courting this guy or Alabama's courting that guy or whatever. Right, exactly. So can you? All right, so one one reason North Louisiana or especially Shreveport teams never win championships is because we have so many high schools. We have so many high schools. Our talent is spread out all over the city. So, you know, the best punt returner might be at Green Oaks. Right. You know what I mean? The best quarterback might be at Southwood. Right. You know, the best linebacker may be at Bird, but, you know, in some places. Maybe that's that's Josh's pitch for your one of the shows on your new network is just the, the like, local super team. Like, you take the best punt returner. You take – you put put all those people together – and you and then you know you get that information from the engagement yeah, but, yeah, from the but community. Yeah, but like you know the scouts would have to go to ten different football games sure. to to put together. That's what I'm saying. All you got to do is go to the channel. Right. Boom, that's done. what I'm saying. Like I don't know if you could sell to scouts or sell, I don't even know if that's even legal. But I yeah, don't I don't. I, that's that's probably <laughs> no, no, no. We're right. just talking about advertising, right? Well, no, I'm no, I'm the talking Clayton, about him. Clayton recording. Law Firm is going to be buying an ad because he knows a lot of those scouts <laughs> are going to be seeing. <laughs> I'm sure there's an attorney in town that wants to be an agent or something to right. figure this out. But uh, th- like the, I mean, the idea is, I mean, if they're live streamed and you have the content, right? I mean, I guess if they can go back and watch it. But uh, to me, it's like you're you're recording valuable stuff, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> because exactly. somebody wants that punt returner from Green Oaks, right? Exactly. Somebody wants that quarterback from Southwood, exactly. And and they might want to see both of those videos, I right? Don't know. I, don't, right. I don't know. And, I'm and always trying to make money on something, right? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and our goal is to kind of do it the because the good thing about even the viewership, like one of the biggest games in our area, especially in the black community, is the Soul Bowl. I don't know if y'all yeah. familiar with Soul Bowl. That's Green Oaks BTW. That's 
that's equivalent to, I mean, the the ruckus around that game is equivalent to almost anything that we can think of mm-hmm. um, on a smaller high school scale. Uh, but we've had one year, it wasn't this year, this year we had about 16,000 people watch the game. Um, a couple of years ago, we had 20,000 people watch that game. Yeah, but 16,000 for this market, that's huge. huge. That's how many, how many people are going to the Independence Bowl? And, and, yeah, no, no, I was about right. to mention local sports can't bring that. I mean, yeah. when, I, when I say local sports, I mean, I don't know what the Mudbugs attendance is, but I remember captain's games back in the captain's game. Like if a cra- if captains were crowded, there was like 4,500 people in right. the stands. Right, right. Watching a semi-pro baseball game. Right. And right. you had sixteen to 20,000 people watching yes. a high school football game. Yeah, and, and, to, and to be even more transparent, and I don't know if the other – but I've talked to some of the reps at some of the television stations. Yeah. And, of course, if the Cowboys or the Saints are playing on uh, yeah. local broadcast Different, television. Yeah. Okay, so – but for a normal NFL game, they said normally about five or 6,000 people in our area will watch, like if Tampa Bay is playing yeah, yeah. or something like that. So that was kind of encouraging to even know that – you know what the big what we call those the big boys. You know the, the the big stations that we can even do something even close to what they're doing with a really good production. Well, value. T- t- the talent level is legit. Like I mean, the, the kids that play in high school ball now are probably as good as the kids playing college ball were in the seventies. Right, like, I mean, exactly. Right. You know, I mean, right. like it's a they practice nonstop. Right. They're in the weight room all the off season. Like it's no, you don't just show up and play. Yeah. And a lot of these sports now, you got to be coached. You got to follow the the playbook, right. and you got to work out. Right. I mean, it's not. It's not single-A ball anymore. No, not anymore. And that's, so and people want to watch it right, because they, it's fun to watch. It's, man, it's fun. And it's awesome, and, and especially when you experience like you experience other games. Yeah. You know? You're able to see the replays, or, mm-hmm. or even we'll have the graphics with the stats. I mean, when I tell you, it's something that we're totally yep. excited about. But That's all. People have high expectations when they watch sports now. Right, like, right. I mean, you remember when we were kids, they didn't show you where the first down was. No. Like, you had to look right. for the little orange hash mark. Right. Like, now there's like a yellow line that they put on the screen for you. Like football, watching football is like playing a video game. Now. It is, yes, it's, yes. It's completely different than it was when I was a kid. Right. I mean, the, it's, it's crazy. And, and we're coupling it up with it, like I say, with the YPE TV, because I think what's go, the trend, what's going to happen in the next five or ten years, people are going to start to want more of a micro-local focus. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, now information with the internet, okay, you can get information from anywhere. You can see yeah, but you, you can't get local information here locally it's really really difficult like people are calling you and they're saying hey are you guys gonna you know just put this game out right and if you're not doing it it's like we don't we're not we don't have anywhere else to go the news station will probably have a clip which will get you know put on facebook at some point right but there's only so many people to do that so if if you go and start doing that right that that gives you know that gives everybody else the ability to go. Hey, man, I shot this game. I don't know. I'm. A, I don't know how to put graphics on it. I don't right. know how to do any of that stuff. It's like, all right, send it over to us. Right. We'll put some graphics on it. We'll, we'll put it up. You know. Yeah. And then people know that's a repository for where you can do that. Exactly. Like, and that's just a business model that's very hyper local. Right. That that anybody can can do because yeah. you know, I guarantee you, there's 50 dads out in the stands videotaping that stuff right. or shooting it on their phone or just clips yep. even. Yeah. And it's not, I got it. <laughs> it's not great, but they're going right. to send you a, an image that is high enough quality that you can, you know, right. Manipulate. You can edit yeah. it, basically yeah. put, you know, a, like a filter, uh, you know, a stabilization filter, which right. is just going to punch into the, the, sh- the image, right. Because you're going to put it back up on the internet at like 1920 by 1080. Yeah. So, exactly. right. Like, but that's totally doable. Right. Like, yeah. it's like, hey, set up a system that's, right. you know, hey, 
send us your games right here. Just tell me what they are. And then, you know, again, put an editor on that clips. That's a, that's a business model. Somebody take that business model and bring it to you. And And that, yeah. yeah. Have you done, um, I, this is the, the less miles walk on show back in the day that, that started, I think when I was in law school and less miles came on, have, have, is there a local version of that for local sports? Like with Ben Mintz or with uh, Fletch? They used to do it a, a lot. But like I, I knew like a at guy. at a restaurant? Like, no, no, they have a little studio somewhere. See, they used to, they, they'd pack walk-ons. Like they put Les Miles up there with like his. So it's his, like a live show that they. Yeah, seen. it was like a Les Miles and a DC or his OC or whatever, whoever he had. Right. He'd have like one other assistant coach or something. Yeah. But it was a Q and A. Everybody's in the bar drinking. Everybody's eating. It's like la- you know the production quality. You can listen to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. But now you could record it and podcast it. But or you could stream it. Live. Yeah, you could live stream yeah. it, record it, and you send should out also live stream that Josh Lounge thing. Well, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell y'all, y'all are kind of sneaking into really what we're looking. Pretty much with YPTV, what we're really looking to do is all local content. I want to have a political we're show. We're in. Whatever we got to do. Oh, yeah. we gotta, okay. And, and this is all video content. I want to have a political show. I even want to do a um, kind of real estate show to where we have different realtors. Hey, come on and say, hey, you know, we want to do a reality show. So we want to do everything that we see that's done nationally on a hyper-local scale. You, yep. you need to do a house flipping show with yeah. Laura Wiseman and Austin Wiseman in Highland. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Do, do one of those. I'll watch ha- that. Have you, have you gone and tried to get your parents in on the deal? On, um, <laughs> well, I mean, they both they both got experience. Yeah, yeah. They, they, or are they like, you can't, too, too much family working together can sometimes No, no, be no, we probably could. They, they're more on the, hey, I'll take care of the grandkids okay. while you go work. <laughs> ah, I like that. Yeah, so that, they're, they're at, that, at that point. Uh, they already know what it's about. They don't need to. Thomas is trying yeah. to find free labor for you. Is yeah, what he's yeah, to yeah. Do. that's what, it's a family. It's like, if you're doing something hyper-local, we had this conversation yesterday, Josh and I did. If you go to a restaurant that's working really well, you notice, wait a minute, that's someone's mom. Right. That's someone's sister. Right. That's my cousin. Like that's how those. Like Josh Lounge. Right. Who runs Josh Lounge? You know, I don't. I've met the guy. But I forgot his name. But okay. Whoever, but it's probably family home. Well, I'm I'm guessing right. because uh, that the the lounge is connected to a building uh, there on Spring Street right. and right. Fannin. Yeah. So yeah. and then across the street from that is the barbershop, right? right? And those guys like. They're not working right now, but in the afternoon, they'll be there. And they it, on Thursday night's a big night. A lot of people come out. Right. I think that people, you know, hang out. There's somebody's cooking over there. Yeah, I yeah. see somebody mm-hmm. cooking. I see them cooking out back at Josh. Right. Like, there's not, you know, there's not a traffic jam, but right. there's a lot of people yeah. over there. So yeah. something's going on. And I think that's predominantly African-American yeah, African, uh-huh. community correct, all, correct. all hanging out yeah. on Thursday. And I think that downtown Shreveport, you know, has this identity crisis where it's like, oh, it's dead after five right, o'clock. And it's right. like, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like, you know, all the white folks leave. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well then what's going on in Josh? Like, I right. guarantee you more than Thursday night is big there. Yes. yes. It's just that there, you know, nobody's talking about yeah. it because right. it, you know, it's not. And, and that's something that we've really just kind of even transitioned to what we do with our business, with the marketing and media um, is try to convince people to look. You got to have some content, some consistent, good-looking content on social media. You want some good video production. You want some good photography. You want some good audio production. Um, and then even with some live streaming stuff, um, we've pitched different businesses 
like I, I was talking with a nonprofit actually yesterday, um, and they used to do a telethon, but you know, kind of expenses for to do it on television. And I told them, well, that's what we're here for. Yeah. The same thing that you did on ATBS or KSLA 20 years ago, we can do the same thing with much lower overhead. And now you can reach not only the local market, but you can reach the national market yeah. and probably raise more money than what you thought well, that you could ever I, raise. I see a lot of people that have, you know, like a YouTuber, somebody who has a YouTube channel. Let's say that your thing is local sports and all, that's all you do. And you go out, you film the games, you talk about it, you have a little, you know, you interview the players, right. whatever. Those guys will also do, hey, on Saturday, we're doing a live stream, eight hours, you know, to raise money for whatever we're right. going to give away this we're going to give away and it's you know you're probably not doing a ton of numbers on that except but if it's hyper local right. then you could go to local advertisers or you could go to local people that wanted to you know use their marketing dollars locally as opposed right. to right uh you know go into the television station or go into a billboard or going like right. hey a radio ad is going to cost you $3000 for the month if you if you want, we'll come down. You set this up. You can live stream for five hours and talk all about, you know, what charity you want to do or right. any of that stuff right. is totally doable. And it's you have the infrastructure there. Exactly. You already know, like, hey, to film a football game with this many people, it costs this much. Right. So you you know extrapolate the data from that up to, hey. We don't have to be in the elements. We're going to be in the studio. Right. You, you know, just like what you're talking about, a telethon is right. is essentially that was filling time, you know, in a studio. Right. But you had to have all that infrastructure to do it to get it to the satellite, get it out. Exactly. Now you can put it at every Shreveport computer, phone, whatever, right. and then anybody who's deployed in exactly. Afghanistan right. can also go. Oh my God, there's my kid on. Right. You know, the telethon singing a song or doing doing right. you know whatever. Yeah. I don't understand, you know, I've lived in a lot of different markets and I don't understand what we're doing here that people, they love Facebook, but uh, if if it's, you know, if it's like a web page, it's a little bit harder to get that engagement. And I don't know why that is, but I think YouTube may be because you can put that stuff, like you said, like right, right on Facebook. Like yeah. you can like yeah, if, you can go down a YouTube rabbit hole just like you can a Facebook rabbit hole. Right, like right. if I get on a YouTube clip, yeah. there's a, there's always that column on there to the right, unless you go full screen and it's catching your periphery. And it's like, you would like this clip. Yeah. And I'm like, as soon as I finish this clip, I'm gonna You're check going, that. Yeah. Right. So you can it's hard to get people off of that Facebook platform onto the YouTube or at right. Treeport it is. But once you're on the but, YouTube, but, they, they have their own ways to hook you. But his point is yeah. you can the people that want to see it on YouTube oh, yeah, yeah. can watch it there, and the people right, that right. want to see it on uh, Facebook can that you can the stream itself right, right. can go out simultaneously. Yeah, but I'm just saying for, for the purpose of his for for YPE, mm -hmm. you know, you got your channel going and you're watching the the house rehab show, and then you're like, whoa, that's that kid from Southwood again, right, and then over right. there to the right, and you're like, I want to see that dude run that football back. Exactly right. And so then you click right. on that, but it's all coming from your channel. Exactly. But like, so yeah, I, I like your idea of yeah. basically creating a hyper local media channel yeah. uh -huh. and, and I, I don't think you're the only person in town that's thinking about that no no not not right. a, and, and to be and, honest but, even with the live stream in sports it's n it's not a new concept it's it's a no new no way but to it, put it's it it's yeah. I, i'm i'm Which saying nobody else is doing it yeah it's the yeah. doing it right, if, exactly. as long as you're doing it you know and you give people the ability to know hey we're the ones who do it you know bring us stuff that you have because 
generating the content, like you're saying. It takes us, you know, six, seven people to go out to do one game. Right. So if you think about, like you said, there's a lot of high schools here. So if it takes 60 people to do all those, like you, you know, for a network, think right. about what that right. would be. Yeah. Exactly. Now, then, then back into like, hey, man, everybody's dad is out there shooting the good plays. Yep. Send me the clips of the good plays to this, you know. Right. Uh, you know, send me a link at this, right. uh, you know, yeah. info at yeah, exactly. whatever. And then that way you at least have one person who can go like, all right, here's all the Southwood. Here's all the, you know. And you know somebody's going to step into that role too, like somebody who wants to right, be somebody, associated with Brent, right, like right, like, like who, somebody's somebody gonna be like, well, that was my clip. I sent it to bring it, and yeah. you can give them credit for it too, exactly. right. right? And right. just like what you're doing, you know, when you get your, you know, temporary building with the studio, there's somebody who's sitting in their house right now who's like, man, I love editing this stuff. I love putting it out. I love making content. Right. right. So, yep. and I think you know, as a mid-sized city. We have what we always talk about is like all these things you can do. It's like if people, you know, go to live in Los Angeles or New York City and they're like, oh, yeah, and I, I live stream from my apartment and my rent is $4,000 a month. It's like, well, you can go to Shreveport and you could do the exact same content. You can send it out from here and your rent will be, you know, $500, $500 a month. Right. <laughs> right. So, and I think that those are some of the things that as, people who are trying to generate some sort of, you know, industry in the city. Yeah. Maybe it's not, it's definitely not going to be GM or, but if you could get 50 people that had a YouTube following that were doing something and they wanted to be here, cause let's face it, if you're spending time making content, that's a lot of work, right? You're not mm -hmm. like I'm in Los Angeles. Cause I, I love yeah. going to, uh, you know, whatever right. hockey games and all these other things. It's right. like, I'm, I'm here and I'm in my house making content exactly. because that's how I make a living. Right. So, well, what can Shreveport do better? Do you think what, I mean, we're, I, you've grown up here, you've lived here, you're doing well here. I'm doing well here. You know what I mean? Like, right. so, but there's a lot of folks who aren't. So what do you think Shreveport can do to try to, to, to make this rising tide lift all boats that we hear so much about? It's, it's the, only thing that we're lacking, and I saw that from my brother, I always tell this story, is it's just really viable employment or okay. creating that opportunity. Now, creating that opportunity, I always say entrepreneurship is a great route, but everybody's not built for that. That's right. It's, it's a, that's, a tough, <laughs> that's a tough building to build. Uh, but we have to find a way to get more viable employment. My little brother graduated from Gremlin in 2015. Uh, he wanted to live here, but um, he was getting, getting ready to get married. Um and he was looking around for employment. Man, and the Latin boys start young, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Y'all both yeah, got married young. Yeah, yeah, because he came to me. I was 23, and he's, he's four years younger than me, so he was turning 23. And I was like, man, I think you're too young. And he was like, no, I'm the same age you were. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but he was looking for a job. He was looking up and down here. I mean, of course, he could find a job for nine hours, $9 an hour working at maybe Nike or doing something like that. But he's trying to start a family. He needs a career-building job, and he kept trying he applied for a few places in Dallas, and like that, he got yep. he got one, and that and that was my first time seeing it because I've never applied for a job, so I don't really know how difficult that can be. Uh, but I think we lose so much of our great talent um, just because of jobs. Because I tell everybody, if you yeah. have a good job and a good enough paying job to where you can live, 
you'll go to if I want to go to a Cowboys game, I probably I go just as much as people that actually live in Dallas mm-hmm. because I can I can afford to do it. But if you making minimum wage or you can't afford it, you you're not making a really good wage. It's tough to do that, and we lose a lot of people. I think that way. So we can find some way to really invigorate that, which I know that's tough. That economic development, I think that's all we need because Shreveport has how, everything that a city. How do needs. we do it? How do we do it? I mean, I, I mean, he's going to hire him. He needs sixty people to shoot yeah. these yeah. people. I, mean, I mean, if in, in I, my, need, I need sixty people too, but yeah, I don't have enough money to hire look, sixty look, people. Look, I, and you know, if it was up to me, and if I had the resources, and that's what I'm trying to build to, to where I can. Um, to get some of those things solidified. Well, I mean, is it? Like, I've, I've talked to a couple people. Is it a marketing job? Is it get the get the word out and, and, and right. make, cast Shreveport in the best light possible? Yes. and then go broadcast it to the United States. Yes. Like, you know, like come here, build, right. a, build a business here, you right. employ two people here. Exactly. I mean, I, to me, I think it kind of starts out with with that because I, nobody else has any ideas. So that's my yeah, idea. Yeah, and I think and and I and because I don't know because of course we wouldn't see any marketing done outside of the city. So we yeah. don't know how honestly I can't metric how good or bad that's that's going on. But I know even if you just search Shreveport, I think if we had more content just showing the like even if we did, you know, and there's so many different ideas, city testimonials, get mm-hmm. you on video talking about yeah. your life here in Shreveport and blast and just blast it out there. Um, I think that would be beneficial, but that's what our real struggle is because we have everything else. We have some of the most talented people in the world right here in any genre or area or industry, um, from lawyers to media to music, we have the best. Um, and we pretty much have everything that any large city offers for the most part. I agree. Um, but it's about getting that, really building that middle class here or keeping that middle class going here. I think that is. Because one thing we know for sure, we, we got the upper echelon, upper class, and we yeah. got the lower class. But I think that building that middle class here and sustaining and adding on, because mm-hmm. we know our population hadn't grown mm-hmm. um, in, in, you know, since since the 80s, mm-hmm. since we peaked at, at 205. I'm big on demographics, so yeah. especially about our city. Um, and, and we know pretty much the MSA has grown just a little bit mm-hmm. every year, but we haven't seen that growth that a lot of other areas around the country, yeah. you know, to where they're growing every 10 years, 10, 20% in population. Yeah. And then the MSA is growing another 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if we can find some way, but we know that's a Louisiana problem as well. Yeah. The state hasn't grown um, like some of the other progressive states. So um, I don't know, man, it, 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 it grieves me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and even sometimes being on social media, seeing when people talk bad about our city, if it's true or not, it grieves me, but um, I, I'm I'm a positive person, optimistic. I think that that we'll get to where we want to get to, um, even if it's on the tail end of our lifetimes. I think we'll be happy with the decision to have stayed here. Okay, okay. Well, um, if you could get a message out to everybody in Treeport, if you could send a text message to everybody in Treeport, what would it say? Oh, that's a good one. Um, love Treeport. Love Shreveport. Love Shreveport. Um, and I Who tell, else? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll say, I tell everybody with love, I've been married long enough. Love is not always appreciating the things that are good. <laughs> yeah. Love is a lot of times appreciating the things that aren't good. Um, of course, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big-time Christian. I, I love God. And, and my pastor always says, you know, God loves us more for what we did wrong than what we did right. Because if we did everything right, you don't really have to love nobody that does everything right. It's easy. <laughs> but you love people because of, of what. So I, that's what I tell everybody. Love Shreveport, the good and the bad. And seek the good and fight the bad. Man, that's a beautiful thing to say. I, I like that. Who's my next podcast guest? Oh, man. Oh, goodness. I don't know where to stop or end or where to begin. Who's um, who started a business that you know um, that's that's 
employing people, that's that's making a job for himself or herself. Yeah. That's uh, that's bringing some other folks along with them on that ride. That's helping somebody get a job or something. Man, there are so many. I'm trying to think about who I'm just super impressed with. Um, at this point, and I'm one of those good people. I can talk on the spot, but when, that's such a. I'm gonna have to get backwards. I'm gonna have to. Okay. I'm gonna have to text you on that one. You know, you can throw somebody under the bus if you have to, but you know, if if somebody's doing real positive things for Shreveport, that you see them out there, or somebody's uh, like before we started recording, I mentioned we're trying to find the doers, the people right. that are not just talking about what needs to be done, but are actually going out there and doing. Right. Um, you, you know who I have? Who um, you got? Awesome guy. I don't know Terrell Hall. Do you know Terrell, Terrell Hall? I do not know Terrell oh, Hall. Wow. Terrell Hall. He's an awesome young man. Um, he is over. It's actually his father's business, construction company, Hall Builders, but right. he's taking over. Young right. guy, Terrell is thirty-one. I'm thirty. He's thirty-one. Um, and they employ a whole lot of people, and they're doing some great things in our area. But they've also gone abroad. They're doing a lot of stuff, um, around the country. Um, and I'll make sure to give you his contact information. I'm, I'm, when Please I tell you, do. He's he's an awesome young guy, doing some great things. He uh, he invests in our city as well. Um, so yeah. He's a perfect guy. Terrell Hall. Terrell Hall, yeah. Love your city. Yeah, love your city. Well, Mr. Latin, it has been a pleasure. Yes, sir. Thank I told you yeah. I'd get you out of here in an hour, and I lied to you, but that's just that's all right, what I do. I, I did all the talking, too, so we're nah, No, no, you didn't. I, 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 I want to have you back in here, too, man. I'm, okay. I'm, I like this. I like the high school sports idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I like what you're doing, and I like the fact that you've been doing it for eight years, and you're working hard and employing people. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to continue that path. Um, we've been blessed to where – we, we're on an upward trend every year, more income, more clients, more staff. So we're just going to keep on uh, doing what we do. Well, need I to see do. you out there hustling. I, I, I see you all over Shreveport, and I see yes, you working sir. hard. So thank you for what you're doing for the city. And thank yeah, you thanks. guys what y'all are doing here at the 318, at the 3180, man. Um, this is a platform that we need, and I see much success with this. And I'm just glad to finally get on here. I've listened to you guys for months, so this is awesome. So y'all keep man. pushing. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. All right. Take care.